0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what's new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. I've been focusing a lot on insulin resistance and diabetes and all the problems that they cause. A while ago, I did a Facebook challenge on sugar, starting with just awareness of how much sugar we really take in. We don't realize how much sugar we get. You know, I looked it up one time and a grande caramel mocha, whatever, at a famous coffee shop has 53 grams of sugar. That's about 13 teaspoons of sugar, more than a pop and over 300 empty calories. Is it any wonder? It was amazing at the challenge that week concluded and how much People felt better. Some reported weight loss, some digestive improvement, some less anxiety, some less achiness. All around, everybody felt better. You know, when you really watch your diet and you measure just how much sugar and artificial stuff you take in, it's an, oh boy, I'm beginning to see moment. Sugar's everywhere. And it didn't used to be. I mean, our diet has changed so much in the last 50 years that our ancestors would never recognize what we consider food. It's just everywhere you look in the American diet. If you were in the challenge and looked at the labels and gave up the sugary drinks for tea and water, looked at what you put in your coffee your condiments, coffee uh, or ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, and all those salad dressing, let alone give up the candies and cookies, you'd be amazed. And it, it's, it isn't easy Food manufacturers sneak sugar in everywhere, and if you're eating a lot of packaged stuff with barcodes, they know we love it, and they put as much sugar as possible in there because they know you want more. Sugar's a drug, refined and white, just like cocaine, and it acts like a drug. Study after study, researchers all around the world have proven this. Sugar hits the same addiction centers of the brain as cocaine. In fact, it is eight times more addictive than cocaine. They did a study on rats. Overwhelmingly, rats, even cocaine addicted rats, preferred sugar over the cocaine. No wonder our country is so overweight. Food companies want us addicted and buying as much as possible. The challenge help people take back their power. We covered cravings and addictions and how to get over them. It was just a little challenge, but very meaningful. When you make one change, you see how much better it makes, and you may want to make more healthy choices and changes. So today, I'm going to add more fuel to the anti-sugar fire. I'm going to talk about how sugar ages us, how sugar causes our cells to kind of rust, how sugar metabolically damages our cells in a metabolic process that we call glycation. You may be a little familiar with that in the term of diabetics. Your doctor may order a hemoglobin A1c. That's going to measure how much sugar is floating around in your bu- in your bloodstream, bombarding all the cells like a hailstorm and attaching to the cells. They measure it on hemoglobin for diabetics, so you can see what three-month average is going to be. The higher the sugar in the blood, the more it attaches. But it attaches to everything, not just hemoglobin. It attaches to blood vessels, your brain, your kidneys, your liver, your eyes. In fact... Any number over 140 in your bloodstream, that is your blood sugar of 140, it starts to cause organ damage. Wow. When I wore that continuous glucose monitor and then I did a test with a slice of bread with butter and honey, it spiked to 157. Yeah, 100 57. You never want to see spikes. And when I eat like I normally do, it was normally 80, 90. We'd get like a 20 point, like little bump and gentle up and right back down. Okay. Gummy vitamins was another one. Spiked it. Two gummy vitamins. Let me give that to our kids. Or if you're kind of acting like a kid, you're taking gummy vitamins. You think you're doing something good for yourself, but man, oh man, I think you'd be better off not doing it. Uh, Get some powdered vitamins. Potato chips. Oh, they spiked it. Five potato chips spiked it. And chicken nuggets. Oh my gosh, chicken nuggets and a cheese sauce. High. Kept me high all night long. Toxic food. Thank goodness I don't eat it. How about you? Ever wonder how your food is affecting your health and the problems when it attaches? Well, first, Let's talk about how it accelerates aging. It causes more of what is called advanced glycation end products. Okay, fancy little name because they wanted to know that it's AGES for short. Advanced glycation end products, AGES, good name for it. Over time, these AGES, along With all the oxidative stress they call, make collagen and other proteins rigid and stiff and malform, meaning the protein loses its ability to work right. If it's a skin, it isn't firm and ultimately contributes to us looking older than we really are. If it's the lens of your eye, it forms a cataract. If it's your joints, they don't repair. They wear out. We need to keep collagen fresh and renewing. That's why taking collagen and vitamin C is good. It nourishes and protects the collagen from being broken down. Collagen that makes our skin, our joints, and our gut lining, our hair, basically everything that holds you together. If you saw your body without collagen, there wouldn't be much there. So the effect of this glycation process and the oxidative stress at the cellular level of the skin structure results in wrinkling, loss of elasticity, stiffness, sagging skin, just rapid or accelerated aging. And you're seeing that on the outside? But it's on the inside, too. No ifs, ands, or buts. Sugar glycation ages you. Because the skin tells the tale, several anti-aging skin care companies claim to treat it. But truly, you have to prevent it in the first place. Once wrinkles are there, it's just cover-up or expensive medical intervention from there on. But, like I said, it's not just cosmetic. It just isn't the collagen protein in our hair, skin, nails, joints, and gut, glycations involved in the development of diabetes and atherosclerosis and neurodegenerative problems and cataracts and blood vessel disease and stiff and sore tendons and even chronic renal failure. All of these, your certain proteins just stop working. When I was a dietetics undergrad, we we studied this glycation as part of cooking, and we were taught that it's desirable, and we thought so kind of back then because it made things taste good. Glycation is the same thing as what we call the Maillard reaction, named after a French biochemist, Louis Camille Mallier, in 1912. He discovered this reaction that happened when any sugar reacts with a protein especially when heated, so it causes the browning on the bread crust. Also adds flavor when grilling or frying or broiling. Over the last 25 years, we've learned a lot about what damages cells, and glycation, with its oxidative stress, is one of the biggies. Recent studies have revealed that grilling, frying, roasting... Especially roasting at high temperatures produces a heck of a lot more ages than water based cookings like broiling or boiling and steaming. When I was in dietetic school, we learned it was a good thing, a desirable thing. And now we know, gosh, we just keep learning. And that's a good thing because glycation causes damages irreversible damage. So, we are here to prevent it in the first place. You know, glycation can be prevented or at least minimized by natural defenses in the body, working with the natural ingredients that inhibits the attachment of sugars with collagen and other proteins. So, we need these natural ingredients to act as inhibitors and antioxidants to help protect against the damages. You know, where do we get them? Surprise, plants. That's why I say eat the colors of the rainbow every day. Those 25,000 phytochemicals are there to prevent and protect and influence our health. Move over vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and fiber. Most people don't even get one serving of fruits and vegetables a day, unless you count ketchup or french fries. You know, and if you eat cereal and bread and meat, no wonder they have chronic disease. So number one, eat your veggies. Those powerful 25,000 phytochemicals, they've been with us since the beginning. And they are inexpensive, inexpensive and available at every meal to help us fight and prevent disease. You know, you got the polyphenols, most especially the flavonoids. Those get the most attention when we're talking about the anti-diabetic properties and inhibiting ages. Anthocyanidins are flavonoids with high antioxidant capacity. I don't know who names these things. I know they're a mouthful. But basically, the rainbow. Eat your berries. Lots of vegetables, flax seeds, nuts, chocolate, even coffee, tea, and wine. Lot of good research on those polyphenolic anthocyanidins that prevent cancer and neurodegenerative disease and cardiovascular. And another one. You have been hearing a lot about this the last couple of years, quercetin, found in onions and peppers and broccoli and apples and black tea and all sorts of. I love quercetin. Protects the cells, especially if you have H, low, very high LDL and low HDL. It's fabulous, strong antioxidants. You know, as a side COVID note, it was one of the top nutrients recommended to help fight the virus because, number one, it suppressed the cytokines, and that's why I make it part of the immune pack, but it also strengthens the cell wall. You know, we've used it for allergies forever. It strengthens that cell wall so it doesn't explode all the histamines out there, and you have to take antihistamines. But urologists are also recommending it for prostate inflammation. You know, so, ah, quercetin, it's a a good one. You know, I think, and now that we're knowing that it has anti-aging properties, pretty darn good. And I just listened to another webinar the other day how um, it's – been used a lot in anti-aging medicine so here's another one for the plants that protect against ages garlic green tea aloe vera tulsi also known as holy basil sacred plant in the indian culture and um they plant it by all the temples and it really is good for blood sugar and um It's kind of yummy. I I like to make a full teapot of it and drink it all afternoon. And uh, it's pretty old school, but such a nice, cool thing and just keeps it hot and tasty. So curcumin, oh my gosh, one of my all-time favorites, the extract of turmeric. Several studies showed that it helps with... Preventing age formation and cross-linking associated to um, problems in diabetic rats. and and of course, I love the bcm ninety five. It's like the best extract I think that we we have at this time. Black mustard seed, another one used in India. It's used to lower blood sugar and it also slows enzymes that stimulate the liver to release more blood sugar. You know that's kind of an issue at night, a lot of times because of the sunrise effect. You'll get a little uh, elevation in blood sugar first thing in the morning. And that was another interesting thing to watch when I had my continuous glucose monitor. So, um, you know, I, I love this one curry recipe I have that really tastes more like pumpkin pie spice. It calls for black mustard seed and turmeric. Okay, my, my son's in-laws are from India, so they got me the real McCoy. It lasts forever, and it really is the best. Another one I love, Gymnema sylvestra, a fabulous herb spice from India. Uh, it, literally translates into sugar destroyer. And, you know, you can actually put it on your taste buds and you will not taste the sugar. Also, lowers blood sugar, decreases the liver's production of sugar in diabetic mice, um, helps to regenerate beta cells in animal studies. And to regenerate beta cells is nothing less than miraculous. That's why the insulin, where insulin is made in diabetics and become depleted. Cinnamon has also been shown Uh, Ages in activity Inhibiting that activity Black cumin I said Um, So you see why I'm always Cheerleading for the plants Eating those fruits and vegetables Herbs and spices have Health benefits such as prevention Of all these things Cancer, neurodegenerative disease Cardiovascular, diabetes, obesity What else can we do Besides eat vegetables, fruits, nuts And spices Okay, well More about food, though. You have to become a sugar detective. Get rid of it. And, you know, I I also say, as soon as you can, stop snacking and grazing all day. We were advised to eat six small meals throughout the day to avoid sugar lows, which kind of suggests that we're supposed to keep our sugar levels high throughout the entire day. However, high blood sugars are not good. They age you quicker. So keep that blood sugar down, insulin levels down. So your oxidative stress is down, your glycation is down, your inflammation is down. We got to stop grazing. Three squares is good. And if you've got a snack, reach for protein foods or nuts. I love nuts, they are my all time favorite protein, fat, and carbs in one little package. They're going to keep you satisfied. And it doesn't take a lot either. Be careful. A few is really all you need. And, you know, if you want to enjoy an occasional meal that's higher in the glycemic index, you know, like pizza or Mexican, you know, you can use white kidney bean extract. That's going to help reduce the glycemic load. You know, I did the test on pizza when I had that gluca- continuous glucose monitor. Two bites, no problem. But a whole slice shot it to 140, and kept it high all night. What would happen if I'd had two or three slices? I would have been aging fast all night. Oh, no. So that's the food area. So what else can we do? Exercise. You know, we put mice through all sorts of experience to help us understand, and it prevents kidney age deposition in rats. So that's really good, and also good for the eyes. Special physical activity, effectively inhibits free radicals and promotes activities of the antioxidants, burns sugars. So another thing, sleep more, stress less, you know, all the things we always talk about. You know, it's the same thing. You know, it's just more ways glucose, you know, we're eating more than we were ever designed to handle on a daily basis. When you think, when you you know, pour anything sweet, it gets sticky. And that is what is going on in our bloodstream, it gets sticky, and it's sticking to all of your cells causing problems. So, you know, I think getting the blood sugar and the insulin resistance under control is probably the best thing you can do with food, with exercise, with sleep, with stress reduction. You know, you can do it. If you need support, I've got this great plan that I've been telling you about. It's just a two week little DIY, do it yourself program that I think you'll love. Kickstart your reversal of insulin resistance. And it's kind of developed around the book that I'm writing about Get Out of Hormone Hell. And this is called The Heavenly Cleanse. You know, I give daily texts to keep you motivated, recipes, menus, lists on what to avoid, a weekly shopping list. Let me know if you're interested. We always keep several in stock at the shop so you can pick it up or they're ready to ship. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this wherever you listen to your podcasts or on my website. I always put them up there, debford.com. Thanks. Have a great day. And remember, do something really good for yourself today.